This is your host, Lavey Brackman, with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. This podcast is produced by Invone. Invone is a two-sided marketplace for real estate equity where anyone can invest in real estate and anyone who owns real estate or wants to own real estate can raise money from the crown from just anybody for their real estate deals, including homeowners. Homeowners can also raise money for their homes backed by real estate as long as their home is in an LLC on our platform. So invone.com, I-N-V-O-W-N.com. So today I want to talk about value and what value truly means because the world has really changed since the end of 2021 to today in many ways, especially the financial world. We've seen inflation at record highs. It's 40-year highs of inflation. And we've seen the stock market take a dive. Cryptocurrency has taken a dive. And all the large economists out there, the well-known experts, are predicting a recession looming. And I want to have a conversation today about what is really going on underlying all of this? And why is it that we're facing a recession? What is inflation all about? And why do the feds really want to get inflation under control? Why do they care about inflation so much? So the answer to all of this is really in value and what value truly is and the wisdom of creating true value. What is value? Value is really based on utility. In other words, something that has purpose and necessity in the lives of others ends up having true value. So you're willing to actually part with something which is valuable to you in order to get that thing which you want because that is also valuable to you. In the olden days, many, many, many years ago, before fiat currency, before people actually spent money, they would trade things that they had which were valuable for other things that were valuable. So if you wanted to go to the market and get potatoes, you could come with something which you thought was of value and then you would trade those things for potatoes. So you might say, well, I have oranges and those oranges are value to the person who has potatoes. And you would come up to an agreement with how many oranges per potato or vice versa. And then you would kind of, that's how you would exchange value. So value is something that other people want and can use and are willing to give up something of their own, which is valuable to them in order to be able to get that thing. The ultimate of that is, is a form of slavery. So the ultimate thing that you have of value is your time. And if you wanted to sell yourself into slavery, then you would be giving up a lot of your time, huge amounts, huge chunks of your time, potentially years of your time, in order to be able to get something back of value. And you could sell yourself into slavery, and that's what would happen sometimes in the olden days, you know, or you could sell somebody else into slavery, and then you're selling that person's time to somebody and then you're you're getting the value back well slavery is no longer something which is legal but we still do that in in a form when we go and get a job we're actually selling our time and we've discussed this on this podcast before for money time is the ultimate thing of value now if you have skills that you can do something you can create things you can decorate a house you can build things etc now that time is now being paid for by the hour 
by the person who needs that because that is valuable to them. With your time, you are creating value. Time itself is not necessarily valuable, but it's what you're doing with the time in creating that value. That's what people are willing to actually trade other things which are valuable to them for. Now, over time, it became highly inefficient to have people to have people barter things of value for something else of value. So they created something to stand in for that, and that was currency. So you could have money, and back then it was money which was actually had something of scarcity to it so it was something like some silver coins or some gold coins and everyone would agree that this gold coin since it's scarce therefore has value to it and therefore people would take that thing which was a stand-in for value and would trade it for real value so you would go and take your silver coin you would buy your groceries with it so that is how currency came about again you that was a stand-in for the real value it's not the real value itself and then over time, what happened was that they said, well, everyone thinks that money is worth value and therefore it's not important to have it actually worth value itself. So it doesn't have to be gold or silver. It could just be a note which represents gold or silver in a vault somewhere. And that would be value because, you know, it's backed by something which everyone agrees is valuable, which is, you know, gold or silver. And then over time, as these uh, these these notes or these pieces of paper which represented the gold in the, in, in the vault became less important. They basically cut off its uh, money of its dependency on having gold or silver to back it. And it was just a note, just a piece of paper. And then people said, well, that's also valuable because the paper in itself holds value. And therefore, I'm willing to take this paper and exchange it for something of real value. And therefore, you had this thing called fiat currency, which wasn't actually backed by anything which was scarce or valuable, and that people were willing to trade for real value. So they would take their time and their expertise and build things, and in exchange, they were getting this paper. And this paper was because someone said it was valuable, and people agreed it was valuable, and therefore, it was valuable. And then they could take that paper after they'd spent, after they had gotten it in return for their time and for their efforts and for their skills. And they would then be able to buy something else, which was so valuable because the other person agreed that that was valuable. So that's really very short what the concept of money is and how it relates to value. Now, what happens with inflation? Well, inflation is really means that people no longer actually believe that this piece of paper is as valuable as it once was. And collectively, they're saying, well, it's not as valuable as it once was, and therefore... Therefore, this money is no longer able to buy as much as it used to be able to buy. So once upon a time, a car would cost you $30,000 for a decent, really nice car. Well, now that's going to cost you closer to $40,000 because that $30,000 is no longer worth a car. What's worth a car is $40,000. So your buying power has gone down. Your $30,000 no longer buys you as much as it used to buy. Now, that will cost you $40,000. You went to the grocery store and you were able to buy food for your entire family for $50. Now, that costs you $80. You go to the gas station and you want to fill up your car. That one time cost you $40. Now, it costs you $85. What that means is, is that that $40 is no longer as valuable in the eyes of the person you're buying stuff from as it once was. Therefore, they're no longer willing to take the $40 for your tank of gas or for your groceries. They now want 
for your tank or for your groceries, which means that fiat currency is losing value. Now, this is all kind of a bit of a joke because that currency never really had value outside of the perception of others. It wasn't even connected to gold or silver like it once was. So we've kind of gotten so disattached from the concept of intrinsic value that we're willing to say this piece of paper, which is backed by nothing really, is valuable. And we do that for all types of things nowadays. So we go and we say, well, this stock, I'm going to buy this growth stock, although it's not connected to its underlying value at all. So the underlying value, let's say, is based on, well, how much does this company actually make in profit? Maybe it's not profitable at all. Well, in the future, how much is it going to make? Well, in the future, that depends what happens here or there or the other. Our rosiest predictions are that it's going to make a lot of money. But right now, how much money is it making? Well, not making anything or actually losing money. So you have companies which continue to lose money month after month, quarter after quarter, sometimes billions and billions of dollars in losses. It has big operations, lots of customers, but it's not making a penny. But the company is incredibly valuable because sometime in the future it will make money. But again, people have disattached the fact from reality, which is the realities are that it's not making any money. It might be creating some kind of value, but the rea the value which the which is being created, people are not willing to barter or to pay as much as what it costs to create that value. And therefore, because of that, the company is not making money. It's losing money, which means that the value that this company is creating doesn't match what people are willing to pay for it which means it's actually not creating that much value at all. And nonetheless, people are saying, well, this is a company and it's doing all these things. And the stock market, to buy a piece of it, it's incredibly valuable and therefore people are willing to take their money and pay huge amounts of it for a company which intrinsically is not as valuable or not worth that much. Because we've disconnected price from intrinsic value. And when we do that, you end up with a situation where the price of things can be incredibly high and the value of something is potentially very low. And whenever we think about what value is, we have to remember what true value is. It's really based on how many oranges am I willing to give up for this many potatoes? So, And money is just a stand-in for the oranges in replace of the potatoes. So there has to be some relationship between the value of oranges for potatoes, etc., in order for the whole thing to work. When that becomes disconnected, people are willing to pay very high prices for things which don't have the same intrinsic value. Then we end up into all kinds of trouble because you have a bubble. Something's price is very high, but it's not connected to the value. That price is going to have to go down at some point. It will come back to intrinsic value always. So let's talk about money, for example. So money really has no value. It has no real value, intrinsic value. It only has value based on the stand-in for one thing to another thing. So as long as people are willing to say, yes, this thing has value, and therefore I'm willing to part with this amount of money in order to get these amount of oranges or potatoes, then everything's fine. But the second people say, what if this is just paper? It's not has any value at all. I'm not going to give you my oranges for this paper, this worthless paper. The second that happens, 
then we lose all ability to be able to buy and sell things because you don't have a stand and people have to go back to bartering things again and say, hey, how many potatoes are you going to give me for my oranges? And, and that is a very inefficient way of trading. So people have to have some kind of faith in the fact that that money is a good stand-in for the other types of value that they would trade for something or other. The second people start losing faith in that, then the value goes down, the spending power goes down, and that's why inflation goes up. So that's really what's happening today is that people are starting to lose, lose faith in the value of fiat currency of the dollar. Now, how did that happen? Well, it happened because the feds basically allowed free money to go around all over the place. People getting money was really easy. They printed huge amounts of money. They just gave cash to people throughout the pandemic. They gave loads of cash to people. They gave loans, which they then forgave. They gave stimulus money, put checks into people's bank accounts. People had money. And when people had a lot of money, they were able to go out and buy a lot of things. And when you're able to buy a lot of things with money which you didn't work for, in other words, which didn't have any intrinsic value to it, then you are now just lowering the value of money. And over time, people are going to say, well, why would I, why would I take that money for something which has real value? Because that money doesn't have real value. And then the value of the money starts to go down in people's eyes. And that happens. It's inevitable to happen. Inflation happens when the value of money starts to go down in people's eyes. And that will occur if money becomes plentiful and freely available to anybody and everybody. Money is really only valuable if it's much more scarce. If it's freely available, everyone has access to it, then its value goes down. And the underlying this is something really important, and that is that creating true value is very hard. That's why money should be scarce, because creating true value is hard. It takes effort, it takes ingenuity, and it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. The true wealth comes about through creating huge value. The more value you can create, the more wealth you become. Wealthy in terms not just of money, but in terms of now you've created a lot of value. You have something which is very valuable. And the fact is, that if you have something which is very valuable, because if you've created something of true value, then people are going to be willing to give you something in exchange for that, something which is truly valuable. And that thing is money today. And if money loses value, then people are going to have to give you more money for that thing which is truly valuable. That's just the way the world works. So let's get back to basics. And that is what is truly valuable. I'm going to say a little tangent here on cryptocurrencies. Now, cryptocurrencies really, people say, are a store of value. So, for example, Bitcoin is a true store of value. But what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is really just a, a bytes on a computer, on lots of computers around the world, which people want for whatever reason, and apparently is scarce. Now, that, but does it really create any true value? Does it really, beyond its scarcity, does it really create true value? Well, not really. Oh, it's only valuable because people say it's valuable. It's a little bit like gold. Is gold intrinsically valuable? The answer is no. 
gold is not intrinsically valuable. Gold became a stand-in for value because people said, look, this is scarce, and therefore, instead of having this orange or this to give the um, to, 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 to trade for your um, for your potatoes, what we're going to do is we're going to say this gold, we all can agree, is worth something because it's scarce, and therefore, we're going to make a coin out of it, and therefore, we're going to trade it for the potatoes. That's really what happens there. Um, and therefore, the gold becomes valuable as a stand-in. But it's not inherently or intrinsically valuable. Bitcoin also isn't inherently or intrinsically valuable. It's only valuable if you're willing to trade that for something else. But if no one's trading Bitcoin really for things of true value, people aren't actually using it to buy potatoes, so to speak, with it. And it only has its scarcity value. At some point, it's not used as a stand-in for value, and therefore it will lose its value. Because it's not, it doesn't have intrinsic value to it. It's really important always to go back to the intrinsic value. And in times like this, I remember in 2008, we spoke about this in the time of recession. The fact that housing prices went up like crazy. And, 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 and it was based on not true value. It was just based on the fact that it was free money more or less, going to people who couldn't afford homes. So people were getting mortgages when they ought not have gotten those mortgages. And therefore, they were just lending to everybody. Those people had free money, so to speak, to buy homes. And therefore, the home prices went up. But it wasn't based on intrinsic value. Now, real estate has intrinsic value to it because people need a place to live. People will always need a place to live. People will always need a roof over their head. People aren't going to live in the streets. And therefore, real estate always has some kind of intrinsic value. But when the price of it becomes detached from its intrinsic value, we're in a bubble and there's trouble ahead. So, But then there are things which have gone out there which have no intrinsic value. There are growth stocks and there are SPACs which people are paying for, which have no value at all, but people are willing to pay huge amounts of money for them. That's the true definition of a bubble. That's what happens when you have a total detachment from price and intrinsic value. So um, the wisdom which I would like to impart here is that when you're looking to invest in something, buy something, you always want to try and buy it based on its intrinsic value. How do you find this intrinsic value? Well, Everything is relative to the other thing, so you don't know exactly what the intrinsic value is until you're saying, well, if you have this, are you willing to barter me that? So you might say, um, if I've got this house, how does that compare to the value of another house? And could this house buy that house? And if it could, then they're comparable in price. And therefore, you can kind of get an idea of what the value is. You can take a look at what it would cost to build that house. Well, if it the cost basis of the house is similar to what I have to buy it for, then you know that it's close to intrinsic value. There are ways in which you can kind of assess what intrinsic value is. If you come across an asset, we'll call it an asset, although we're not sure if it's an asset or not, which it's impossible to assess its intrinsic value, then perhaps you should think twice about buying it because it's probably some kind of bubble detached from its intrinsic value, or maybe it doesn't have any intrinsic value, and it's just because people think it has valuable. And the same thing is with fiat currency. Fiat currency really is the ultimate of asset which has no intrinsic value to it. It's only in the minds of people. That's why smart people don't keep 
a lot of their assets or their value in money. They keep it in things that have intrinsic value to them instead. So this is really what I want to talk about today. There is lots more to talk about with regard to this, but the key piece of wisdom I want to talk about today is always look at intrinsic value. And in times when there's bubbles, we kind of get carried away and we think, well, this thing's going to have lots of value in the future. Everyone is buying it and therefore it must have value to it. And this is a way in which we can get rich. And we look around and we see these crypto billionaires, the same thing was back in the day with the dot-com billionaires and etc. back in the 2000, 1999, people were making millions and millions of dollars in the dot-com and then people are making millions of dollars now in cryptocurrency and their crypto billionaires, etc. And I also want to be on that train. I also want to make all this money in crypto. All of a sudden, everyone's in crypto. You have to ask yourself a question. Is there intrinsic value there or not? In times of recession, in times of high inflation, in times like now, we go back to basics and we say, does it have intrinsic value or not? But we should remember that throughout our lifetime. Does it have intrinsic value? And what is its intrinsic value? Can I assess that? And if you can, then it's a worth asset worth having. If you can't, think twice about it. This has been Navy Brackman with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast, produced by Invone. Invone is the marketplace for real estate equity where anyone can invest in real estate-backed assets, and anyone who owns real estate can raise capital from the public based on that real estate. Signing off. Thanks so much for joining me. Until next time.